I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Dumb Lawyer. So, I recently read a very interesting article, and then I've seen more information about it, about what is, I guess, being pushed as the bipartisan voluntary gun ban. Now, uh, before I get into that, I want to thank you all for being loyal listeners, and I particularly want to thank our sponsor of the show, which is Association, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, uh, ANJRPC, which is the state NRA affiliate in New Jersey, fighting for our gun rights in New Jersey. It's vital that you belong to the association, as we fondly call it. Now, this interesting push, this bill, is a little bit of a twist on what is normally put forward. And the idea behind this is to have a federal law where you can voluntarily place yourself on a list so that you cannot buy a gun. You literally impose a gun ban on yourself. This is an actual federal bill that has some bipartisan support and it is uh, being pushed under the guise of suicide prevention. So that if somebody, you know, in theory knows that they are suicidal and they themselves cannot trust themselves to not want to go out and buy a gun and off themselves, then they can, in advance, put themselves on a list so that a gun cannot be sold to them. In other words, making themselves essentially nicks denied on the purchase when they go to buy. Now, of course, the whole thing is absurd because, first of all, the push on suicide and prevention of suicide is, on one hand, something any one of us can, you know, sympathize. We don't want to see people killing themselves. We want to see people not invoke what is called the uh, long-term solution to short-term problems, right? And I get that. But as usual, the anti-gun folks, the anti-Second Amendment folks, they seize on anything they can seize upon. And here they want to just make suicide about guns. And they've pushed programs in the past and even the means matter. In other words, go after guns to stop suicide. Now, even when you stop for a minute, if someone is bent on killing themselves, um, there's only about a thousand ways to do it. I mean, you know, a gun is one way, but are we going to also put yourself on a list so you can't cross bridges? Are you going to put yourself on a list so you can't buy rope or any kind of wire? Are you going to put yourself on a list so that you can't run your car in your garage with the fumes? I mean, at what point can you stop these various means, which is endless ways to kill yourself? And instead, they want to focus it on the gun because it becomes another mechanism to go at guns.
And they particularly love to push suicide <clears throat> in states and areas where the murder rates are low and gun ownership is high. And then they go, oh, well, we got to prevent suicide, so we need to get gun control here because they can't sell the, you know, the crime theme. Although today it's not so important even to sell any theme, I guess, because they just, it, particularly in New Jersey, they're just coming straight out and saying, no, we're here to control you. It's not even about crime or anything. But in other places where they're still trying to have some guise of a, of a scheme, then suicide prevention is one of the things they will try to abuse. And so we now see this bill, this, this bipartisan so-called bill, to create this registry that you can put yourself into. Now, good luck getting yourself out of this should you ever do it. But put yourself into this so you, you, you bar yourself. I guess if you're masochistic, too, this is a wonderful thing. Like, you know, you just can't stand having all these rights. I wish there was a way I could just end me having rights, like rights to have guns. And maybe there should be a, a list so I, I lose my right to free speech because who knows what I might say or lose my right to... Uh, remain silent or lose my right you know it's like amazing to even think we're going to set up a law so that you can not ever invoke your rights in whatever right this law wants to focus on but even if we look at this and we say hey you know what this is really well intended like this bill is just pure of heart this bill is 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 there so that individuals uh, you know, and, and if it saves just one life, it's worth it. I mean, you know, we're going to hear that crap. I mean, you have it, one life and it's worth it. Except when we talk about carry and your ability to defend yourself or it can save many lives. Then that's not worth it, of course, right? It's never worth it. But anything else, we can take away liberty and get bans and it saves one life. Well, that's got to be worth it. It can save a life. But again, if this is pure of heart and really giving it all the best Intention, the problem is, well, as a famous quote goes about good intentions, that's what the road to hell is paved with. And why, do, why is that said in that way? Well, I'll tell you. It's simple. Because once you have, if you were ever to have, this law that you can sign away your Second Amendment rights and never be able to buy a gun again, and it's being done for this wonderful, noble, pure-hearted reason of trying to stop suicide, which who can argue with that, what will happen is you will see mega abuse, mega abuse of this list. Because once the mechanism is in place where individuals can take themselves out of ever being able to be a gun owner, once that mechanism is there, then you'll start seeing it employed in all kinds of other areas. Like, for example, um, in a civil suit, let's say, where an individual is suing another and say, look, we want you to give up your gun rights if you want to settle this. We want you on this list for whatever reason. Or maybe divorces. I want you to give up your gun rights. You need to sign, or, or for you to visit your children, and I'm scared of guns, I don't ever want you to have a gun, you need to get on this no-gun-buy list. 
the only way I'll be satisfied is so you can have and see your kids, right? Or employment. Employers could say, look, we're not going to hire you unless we know that you will not possess guns. And we want you on the gun list where you sign yourself in that you will not be able to buy a gun. That's the only way we're going to hire you because we don't want anybody that could possibly own a gun working for us. Or even on criminal matters where you don't lose gun rights, like misdemeanors. Ah, but we're offered a plea bargain, but here's the catch. You can take the misdemeanor as opposed to the felony, but we want you on the no-buy gun list. That's the only way we're going to settle it. You see, so once this is out there, then it becomes a tool of just anti-gun disenfranchisement. And that's always what they're about. They're always about disenfranchising us of our gun rights. And yet here's another mechanism to do it. So now they get, essentially, they sucker Republicans into supporting it under this, you know, how could you be against trying to do something to stop suicide ploy? And then once it's in place, Oh, well, now, now we'll start seeing it get abused. And you say, well, well, how can, how can you say that, Evan? Why? Because I've seen gun law after gun law that was supposed to be limited and so well intended end up abused beyond belief, where the law itself on its face, there's a, a, people debating it and whether it should be law, whether we should approve it, vote for it. You know, they all think it's going to get reasonably interpreted. And what happens? It becomes unreasonable. Just look at how in New Jersey, you know, the disqualifier of not in the interest of public health, safety, welfare is being abused by judges and issuing authorities to deny people for the dumbest, stupidest, most ridiculous reasons but I'm sure when the law was being debated, they said, well, how could you be want something that would not be in the interest of public health safety? Well, if we're to have a gun, come on, be reasonable. And what do we see? Abuse, abuse, abuse. It's always taking that inch and then making it a mile, and this is like a constant sucker game, constantly fooling Republicans and other gun owners into giving up their rights. And it seems like all they keep coming up with are new gambits. New gambits so you can disenfranchise more people. Hey, let's ban those on the terrorist watch list. No one can be for terrorists. Except how do you even get on or off the terrorist watch list? Nobody knows. But it sure sounds good. Hey, how about we uh, limit just handguns? And then, of course, it's no longer about handguns, because then it's assault firearms. And then it's, why would you want that? And every day, some other new, well, it's magazines that hold too many rounds are the problem. Or it, <laughs> every day, we got to keep salami tactics, salami tactics, take a slice, take a slice, take a slice. And so here's their newest, most creative approach yet. Let's see if we can get a law so that we can get individuals to voluntarily disenfranchise themselves and give up their right to keep and bear arms. I think we can find people that stupid. 
Don't you? So here we are. Make sure you let your legislators know that you do not want to have any kind of law or mechanism on the books where individuals can have voluntarily have their rights taken away from them permanently and then uh, be abused and used and grow into some other monstrosity that has nothing to do with what it originally was sold on, where there's no limitations here, never is, come on. Make sure you let them know that you're not in favor of seeing this. Plus, there's even just practical problems here. Even if someone's on the list, how do you know they're on the list if it's a private sale? How are you going to even know this? How? And if someone's on a no-buy, that just means they can't buy from a dealer anyway. You tell me they can't get a gun anywhere? And look, even with that, you still can get black powder firearms. There's no dealer license. There's no NICS check. In most of the United States, and of course, if you actually buy it in New Jersey, they, they treat it as modern. But outside New Jersey, is it, it isn't. You can still commit suicide just as easy with a black powder gun as you can with a smokeless powder gun. And then, of course, uh, you still have every other means we've talked about. So what it's really about is big surprise, gun control, taking away rights, and figuring out the next scam, the next invention, to somehow keep accomplishing the goal of stealing our rights. Stay vigilant, folks, and make sure you really think about these things when you hear about them being proposed and they sound so reasonable and for such good cause. And, uh, and then the more it's like that, the more you know, watch out. When we come back, I have an interesting letter here dealing with some fun stuff that goes boom. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law. A bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a You know, this um, 
This fight we're in for our freedom, for our rights, is just, it's an amazing time, really, right now. It's an amazing time because the anti-gun movement is apparently just empowered and invigorated to try to take us down at every turn and to pass law after law despite the obvious unconstitutionality of these laws. And so we're really getting to this apocalyptic battle coming up, particularly in New Jersey where carry has been a goal for so long for us to finally be able to get carry in New Jersey and, and, and not be victims anymore, but in fact defenders and to be able to have the most effective means to defend ourselves. And here, the antis after Bruin, where we finally get rid of the block, the main obstacle to, to a citizen, an honest citizen, getting a carry license, which is the old justifiable need. That was the uh, anti-gun gambit of the past there to uh, uh, make you have to show that you need to use deadly force before you need to use deadly force. With that being removed by the Bruin decision. And and what happens? Jersey comes back with the most egregious, most insane gun bill ever proposed. No exaggeration. It's not hyperbole. Throwing everything at us but the kitchen sink, as the saying goes, to try to block individuals from carry. Sensitive places, mandating insurance, and adding all kinds of requirements and obstacles and burdens, anything they could think of, jam-pack it into this bill to somehow stop, admittedly to stop, law-abiding citizens from having the right to defend themselves with the most effective means. So this battle, though, has been a long time coming. And we now are finally at the point where, you know what? Bring it on. Bring on this bill, this A4769 bill, bring it on. Put everything in it. As they say, take your best shot. Because we're going to take that best shot that you're throwing at us, and we're throwing back at you our best shot. We're going to litigate this puppy. And you know what? We're going to win. And when we win this one, that's going to be the ultimate victory. Because they've tried it all in this. And once we crush them here, once we destroy them in this bill, then we'll finally have carry the way it should be. This is the final test, the final hurdle. I really believe that. I mean, look, I'm not saying the anti-gunners are going to stop trying to mess with us. Of course they are. But once we have this victory of this magnitude over a bill this egregious and this atrocious, even if it takes this bill getting to the Supreme Court, this is the hurdle. This is the final, the final one, man, to really just get us our freedom established. And I'm glad that we got to this point. I mean, I'm amazed that we were able to get to this point, that we were able to get this. But in order for us to win, 
in order for us to fight this fight and have this battle, we have to have an organization behind us. We have to have forces on our side ready immediately to bring this challenge and to fight this glorious fight that we're going to have. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's why you need to belong to sponsor this show, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. They will be there. They will be on the spot like the Minutemen of the old days. They are going to be there seeking and litigating immediately when this law comes down. They will have the gun owners' backs of New Jersey. They'll be in the glorious fight, and we will see this battle unfold, and you need to be part of it. You need to be a member of the state association. They have full-time paid lobbyists down in Trenton. They keep you alert of everything going on in real time. They send out great alerts so that you can let the legislators in your area know using the top computer programs and such through email that you can easily just push the button and it goes to the right people with the right message and it makes a difference. They have a fantastic newsletter and it is our our union of brothers and sisters in the fight for our Second Amendment rights. And in New Jersey, you must belong to this group if you believe in the Second Amendment and what it means and its effect and how you want it to be a force in New Jersey. This is the primary group, folks, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, ANJRPC. And it's going to be very exciting here. I mean, I know it sucks on one hand that we have to fight this fight and that these people on the other side are so idiotic and stubborn and just full of hate for us. I know. But you know what? We're going to fight the good fight. And that's that's what life's about here. Life's always uh, conflict and fighting. And here, the good guys can win it. And ANJRPC is it's where you find the good guys, right there. And you can be part of that. You need to be part of that. So please, if you're not a member of ANJRPC, that's ANJRPC.org. You need to join today. And you'll see what I mean. I wouldn't tell you. I wouldn't steer you wrong. I'm, I'm a life member. Now, it's critical. It's the most important thing you can do in New Jersey, fighting for your rights. So, I got an uh, interesting letter here to the Ask Evan section, which I always love to get. And it says, uh, Hi, Evan. I love your podcast. And I've been a loyal listener from the first episode. Well, thank you very much, and I do appreciate that. Is it legal to possess Tannerite in New Jersey? Is the use of Tannerite legal in New Jersey? Does New Jersey have laws regarding types of reactive or exploding targets? Thank you for all you do in providing the two-way community with information necessary 
to keep us in the good graces of the law. Regards, Lou. Well, thank you, Lou. That's a really good question. And I know that Tannerite can be a lot of fun. And it is one of the uh, great recreational uses of explosives that are out there. But the question is, what is Tannerite and is it legal in New Jersey? Well, see, Tannerite is, it's a brand name, okay? And it's a type of an explosive that is made from um, ammonium nitrate and ammonium uh, percolate and powdered aluminum, which aren't um, explosives uh, on their own, but are explosive when they're combined and when you shoot them with a high-powered, uh, high-velocity round, you see. It's called a binary explosive. And when you do that, it goes boom. And it is something where if you don't mix it and you don't hit it with that type of a round, then it's safe and it won't explode. But once it is mixed and once you do do that, then it can make some pretty impressive noise, smoke, and explosive bang. And so uh, it's become very popular. I mean, I guess technically what you have is it comes essentially with an oxidizer is basically what's going on. And once you mix it, then you shoot it, that's where you can get that explosive to go. And the question here is, is Tannerite, it's sold a lot in the U.S., all different places, sold specifically for the purpose of shooting and making it go bang for fun at target shooting. And what about in, in New Jersey, though, specifically? And here's where you can have a number of concerns, which I'm sure you're not surprised to learn about New Jersey First of all, there is an issue right off the bat with um, prohibited persons possessing Tannerite, even under federal law. So if you're a uh, convicted felon or someone who's otherwise a prohibited person for guns, then you can also be a prohibited person for possession of explosive materials. So that right away, just federally, does create an entire class of persons that should not have anything to do with, with Tannerite. But assuming you're not otherwise a prohibited person, but simply someone who lives in New Jersey, which is very similar to being a prohibited person because you're living in New Jersey and the laws are so strict, and as most people say, anything that's fun in Jersey, they try to ban it, at least when it comes to the stuff we like. And unfortunately, Tannerite is no exception, at least in terms of the risk that you would you could face. And the, the, the rub comes in in New Jersey specifically under what is going to be, and, and this is in theory where you could get charged if you're using Tannerite. Now, I know that, you know, it's, a little vague out there, and some people use it and get away with it, or whatever, I hear you. 
But if the government, if the state wants to go after you, is there something they could charge you with? And the key is, yes, there is. And what they would charge you with is possession of a destructive device. That would be what most likely you would face. And destructive device is under New Jersey's uh, Firearm and Weapons Law. It's under NJS2C 39-3. And a destructive device is, in its definition, any device, instrument, or object designed to explode or produce uncontrolled combustion, which includes any explosive or incendiary bomb, mine, or grenade. So there's a very broad stroke as to what a destructive device is. Now, New Jersey even goes further and defines as well explosive. And New Jersey defines explosive under NJS2C39-1. That's where all the definitions are found. And it's under small letter E. And it says explosive means any chemical compound or mixture that is commonly used or possessed for the purpose of producing an explosion and which contains any oxidizing and combustible material or other ingredients in such proportions, quantities, or packing that ignition by fire, by friction, by concussion, or detonation of any part of the compound or mixture may cause a sudden generation of highly heated gases that the resultant gases pressures are capable of producing destructive effects on contiguous objects. And that is pretty much what Tannerite does. Uh, I mean, we could have battle of experts, maybe trying to distinguish it out in some way, but essentially it's going to boil down to a jury question. And it seems with the state doing demonstrations of Tannerite for the jury and with uh, what may have particularly happened in whatever the particular case is where they're charging that possession, I would have to advise against Tannerite in New Jersey. You can see, based on destructive device and explosive and the definitions, how broad and encompassing they are. And unfortunately, you're taking a risk, you're taking a chance. And as much as fun as it is to have a target go boom, it's not worth you getting involved in New Jersey's criminal justice system and the harsh, extreme, draconian penalties that come along with it. I mean, possession of a destructive device in Jersey is a crime of the third degree. You're risking five years in state's prison so that you can go bang at the target range at the other end of the range other than your gun going bang. So, you know, you got to really be careful here. You got to be discreet and conservative and I love the idea of our freedom and not uh, having to worry about these things. But unfortunately, I see every day what happens to good people in New Jersey. Good people that had no intention of getting involved in the criminal justice system, yet there they are. And they're looking at having their futures destroyed, their families destroyed, their finances destroyed, their hopes and dreams destroyed over New Jersey's aggressive enforcement 
of its firearm and weapons laws. And I don't want to see any of you become a victim of New Jersey gun laws. So don't give them the opportunity to victimize you. Play it smart. Again, I'd like to thank ANJRPC as our sponsor. Please make sure you're a member and join today. And I want to remind you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.